and kick in a touch. Nick Berry blows the whistle. And England have survived the bronze medal final. 26 points to 23. Of course, it's not the game they wanted to be playing in. But they've finished their Rugby World Cup campaign on a high. They will finish in third place. They will get the bronze medal. They'll probably get a couple of free Rolex watches. And they have taken down Argentina at the start there, France. 26 points to 23. Yes, welcome into our post-game wrap. Uh, thanks to Victor Ongas, bottle swap. Victor Ongas, bottle swap. Easy, safe, quick, convenient England. Beating Argentina 26 points to 23 in the bronze medal final. They will take home that bronze medal and uh, they will also take home a couple more awards. Courtesy of uh, Steve Devine very, very shortly. We will bring you some post-match interviews as they do come live uh, to us. So apologies if we get interrupted halfway through. But firstly, Steve Devine, our Fletcher Living try of the day. Kick back with Fletcher Living. This is Living, which one are you picking out? Yeah, I'm certainly going to go with the uh, Santiago Carreras try. Great individual effort and got Argentina back into the game. Uh, most needed and was uh, pretty much an individual try from 30 out, beat three players to score under the under the post and get Archie back into the match. Yeah, and they had been trying to break the line through uh, through kicking. He just decided he was going to run himself. We're going to head to the sideline now. Owen Farrell is sideline uh, for our post-match interview. This weekend, of course, that you guys hope to be in. But tell me about that performance and the battle that you had with Argentina. Oh, it was tough, very tough. Um, thought we started the game really well. Um, we got on the front foot. We were really physical. Uh, made some inroads, um, and then it didn't. It didn't. It didn't end up being like that that game. And obviously, Argentina are always going to play a big part in that. Um, and it was scrappy, scrappy, pretty scrappy there, there, there on after. And uh, we did what we, we did. What we did. Did what we needed to. Sorry to, to Grando to win. Took a heavy hit in contact at one point. How the ribs? Yeah, he actually got me on the tackle and got me when he hit me on the floor as well. It was a good, solid tackle. And what does it mean to you and this group of players to be able to, to finish the tournament with a win and also send out the retiring players uh, in this way, in this fashion? Yeah, um, we want to show that this team this team fights for, for every minute of the game. And, um, you know, there's a scrappy game like that that proved that again today. And, and obviously last week didn't quite, didn't quite get there, but we wanted to finish it off right. We wanted to make sure we finish this tournament off right. It's a big... It's a big chapter of our journey this year, um, and it's the end for some people. So um, we want to make it. We want to make it a good day for them. Just a word on your coach Steve Borthwick as well. Uh, such a tumultuous uh, year with Eddie Jones leaving, of course, and then uh, with Borthwick coming in, and the sort of you know the journey you've been on, the the stop-start sort of to this campaign too, and then to be able to make it to the final four. Tell me about that and, and his, uh, I guess you know, influence as a coach. Yeah, um, when we came in in Six Nations. We, we were obviously laying the foundations for what we wanted to play like and didn't quite get the results we wanted along the way. And, um, and then it, and the same again in the, in the warm-up games going into this. But as, as we've got here, um, we feel like we've got better and better. And I'm built for it, the tournament. And, you know, there's a lot, a, lot, a lot to come from this team. And obviously Steve's ahead of that. Uh, Steve's been building that. So um, credit, credit to everyone involved. Congratulations on the win. Thank you very much. There you go, Owen Farrell on the sideline there. We'll bring you more of the post-match interviews as they come to us. Uh, so our try of the day came from Santiago Carrera. Time to find our toughest of the day. Hard yakka workwear for a new breed of legends. Who gets that award for you, Steve? Devine? Yeah, for me, probably about for the fifth time in the tournament, I think um, Marcos Kramer. Absolute beast of a man. Uh, he was bleeding early. He was bleeding late. Bleeding for most of the game. 
And, uh, yeah, he's a great player, a great tough man. All right, let's go to Julio Montoya, the Argentine captain who is sidelined now. That performance from Argentina's point of view and what didn't quite get you over the line tonight? Yeah, first of all, I want to say thank you to all the people of Argentina that work here today. And they support us through the whole, the whole World Cup. Uh, we want to inspire a new generation in our country and we give it all, so I'm proud of the team. Uh, yeah, we some mistakes, some something that we can't control that they weren't in our favor today. And we need to be better in the things that we can control. Like we make a, a try, we need to concede those points with after with the with their kickoff uh, but yeah but we fought every ball so i'm proud of the of the team and how proud are you of this outfit and also a word on your coach michael checker as well this perhaps is his last game in charge of the los pumas side uh, what influence has he had on this team we don't know if it's his last game so i'm not going to speak about that like he never said that it was his last game so nothing i can say about that bad luck on the loss today thank you there you go, Julian Monto. We're not going to be drawn into any speculation on Michael Jenkins' future as well. Good on the Argentine captain. Right time for our big one, our play, take charge player of the match with MG. MG for electric quality and performance with a seven-year warranty. Steve Devine, who are you giving the player of the day to? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Ben Earl. I thought he was uh, particularly good around the field today. He scored a great try, great running line. Uh, probably the only time the uh, English team actually looked like scoring a try with ball in hand. And, uh, he's a big, strong boy, powerful, still pretty young, so uh, I expect a big future from Ben Earl. Steve Borthwick, live well, on the sideline now. We'll go to him now. You end the Rugby World Cup uh, with a win. Uh, tell me about that performance from your point of view. Yeah, well, I think it was, um, it was a very tight game, wasn't it? It wasn't a game of incredible high quality, but it was a game of high tension. It was a game of, of very fine margins of two teams that really wanted to find a way to get the win. Immense credit to Argentina. For the way they played tonight, the way they've gone through this tournament, um, I think you've seen two teams that have progressed through the tournament and built through the tournament. And whilst tonight wasn't a classic of free-flowing rugby, it was a, it was a tight affair. Sam Underhill, the player of the match tonight, he said such an interesting journey uh, in this Rugby World Cup. Tell me how impressed you were with him tonight. Yeah, I've been. Uh, Sam's a really impressive uh, young man. He's been a big part of England, English rugby previously, and was very good through the camps, but it was, a, it was a highly contested position. But to miss out on the original selection, to come in and train the way he's trained and play the way he did tonight, it just um, it deserves enormous respect. Yeah, uh, congratulations on the win tonight, Steve. Thank you very much. Steve Borthwick, the England head coach there. Uh, right, finally, uh, Steve Devine, our Farmside great moment, brought to us by Farmside Mobile and Broadband. Which moment of the match are you picking out? Uh, I'm going to go just to the Argentinian team in general. Uh, their last sort of 15 minutes, the attacking flair, the backs used, spread the ball wide, created a couple of opportunities, just weren't quite good enough to finish them. But, yeah, they certainly made the end of the match the way it was with uh, making it exciting and uh, throwing the ball around and moving it to the edges now Farmside great moment enjoy one bill with Farmside broadband and mobile imagine Michael Check is not too far away for the post-match uh, interview on the sideline just quickly though looking at our schedule ahead thanks to Kubota together we are shaping and building New Zealand of course the last game of Rugby World Cup 2023 tomorrow morning the All Blacks in the spring box we got build up from 7am with live commentary at 8am with Daniel McCarty 
and Christian Cullen there doing the uh, medal presentation ceremony now down on the pitch. So we might not hear from Michael Checker. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take a break here on uh, ECNZ. When we come back, we will uh, hear from Sam Underhill as well. And uh, we'll see if we can get Michael Checker to you as well as our post-game highlights. So stay with us here on ECNZ. Yes, welcome back into our post-game show with Suzuki, the ultimate outboard, and it is Argentina that have gone down to England 26 points to 23 in the bronze medal final. So England get the third medal, uh, the third place medal uh, for the first time in their Rugby World Cup history. A couple of texts on double eight double three. Man of the match can only go to one person, Steve Devine. Best part of the game, the commentary. And Anthony says, good morning, lads. Steve, mate, that was gold. Agree, England are boring. Um, and um, great listening, lads, from Reid. I've said this. A lot of times, but England is the worst thing about rugby. Watching them constantly kick the ball away and only do one out passing is actually making me sad. That is from Andy. So, uh, look, a lot of people echoing your sentiments, Steve Devine. Well, I certainly think after listening to the coach uh, talk that maybe we should definitely never allow forwards to be head coaches. Um, <laughs> I think that would improve the way the England would uh, use the ball by not having a forward Fair play to you. We'll see if we can write that into the rugby laws in the future, Steve Devine. We're just seeing we need, well, we need to do something, right? Something has to be done. We can't we can't have this anymore. Medal ceremony down the pitch where England get their bronze medal. I'm not sure if Argentina get anything. Do they get a commiseration nah, medal? They Maybe. Get, they it's get a different colour altogether. Uh, I'll tell you what we'll do. Um, the limited highlights that we do have across the 80 minutes. There were a couple of tries. Uh, we'll bring those for you now and then uh, we'll have a little bit of chat about tomorrow morning. It is the big one. The only one left to go. The All Blacks v the Springboks in the Rugby World Cup final. So uh, sit back and enjoy, if you can, uh, the game highlights between Argentina and England. There's the whistle, and Owen Farrell gets us underway in the penultimate game of Rugby World Cup 2023. A short kickoff and not controlled by Argentina. The scoreboard pressure is what helps keep them in that game against the Springboks. Just not able to finish the job off as Farrell kicks through, and it's an easy one for him. Straight through the middle, and just like that, three points to nil on the Bunnings NZ scoreboard, thanks to Bunnings Warehouse. Back up through the middle they go, this time it's uh, the number two, Theo Dan, who gets some good extra metres as well. Now Young's off the back, finds Farrell, Farrell to Smith, a short ball, busting up through the middle, Ben Earl! What a try from England, perhaps catching Argentina off guard on the short side. Seven minutes gone. England have the first try. We set a try, get scored in the first 12 minutes. Steve Devine, there it is for England. Ben Earl, the number eight. And it's going to be eight points to nil. Owen Farrell will line up the extra two on the Bunnings NZ scoreboard. Um, but I, I think across the board, the refs out on the field have done a, done a reasonable job. Owen Farrell adds the extra three. 13 points to nil on the Bunnings NZ scoreboard. Thanks to Bunnings Warehouse. 13 minutes gone in the first half. Farrell makes it an extra three for England. Straight through the middle, so 16 points to three on the Bunnings NZ scoreboard, thanks to Bunnings Warehouse. Three metres away and taken down, picking and going. Now here goes Cabelli himself, has he got there? He has! I think there's a forward pass. Okay, oh. wow, Nick Berry. So they've given it, Steve, it certainly was a forward pass, there's probably no doubt about that. Into touch it goes from Juan Cruz Malia. Nick Berry blows us for half time, and England have a six point advantage, 16 points to 10. Back underway here in the bronze medal match between Argentina and England. It is England leading 16 points to 10. The restart from Argentina taken in by Mario Toji and England just outside their own 22. They're already setting it up at the back for Ben Youngs to have a kick 
Starting to get a few meters Argentina. They don't want to be impatient here. Now stepping out of a tackle is Carrera. Santiago Carrera. Oh, he's going to go himself. What a try that is from Santiago Carrera. The Argentinian number 10 thought, bugger this, I'm going myself. Stepped through three or four English defenders. Left Marcus Smith in no man's land. And England are going to find themselves down on the scoreboard two minutes into the second half at the moment. 16 points to 15, but a kick to come right out in front, Steve Devine. Cabelli finds oh, his man in the post, charged down, and it's picked up, and it's going to be scored by Theo Dan. Oh, just like that, England. What a response. Theo Dan, the hooker, has charged down the kick inside the Argentinian 22. He's picked it up, taken a couple of defenders with him. And just like that, Steve Devine, after having just two tries across the first 40 minutes, we've had two in just four minutes of the second half. The strike from Buffelli. It's a good one. It's through the sticks. 23 points to 20 on the Crombie Lockwood now Gallagher Insurance scoreboard. Straight through from Owen Farrell. He adds the extra three points. 26 points to 20. You can text through any time on double eight, double three. Should be relatively easy here for Sanchez, who takes over the kicking duties. So, is that 900 points? 900 that test will be points. 900 test points for Nicolas Sanchez. Well deserved. That might be why they gave him the kicking duties, to be honest. And kick and a touch. Nick Berry blows the whistle. And England have survived the bronze medal final. 26 points to 23. Of course, it's not the game they wanted to be playing in. But they've finished their Rugby World Cup campaign on a high. They will finish in third place. They will get the bronze medal. They'll probably get a couple of free Rolex watches. And they have taken down Argentina at the start there, France. 26 points to 23. That is how it ended at the Stade de France in the bronze medal match. We have one more game to go in Rugby World Cup 2023. Steve Devine, it is tomorrow morning. It is the All Blacks in the Springboks at the same venue, Stade de France, and expecting a little bit of rain, mate, but there's been so much build-up to this game throughout the week, understandably, and a lot of excitement levels, maybe a lot of nerves as well for uh, for Kiwi rugby fans. Uh, but here we are on the precipice, 80 minutes away from potentially winning, against all odds, a fourth Rugby World Cup. Yeah, it's going to be an absolute belter of a match, and it's... You know, it's one of those matches where it's really going to come down to the day and what team performs because both teams uh, on their day will be able to win this match. So it's going to be an absolute belter of a match. I've really been really looking forward to it all week. Talk, talk us through the journey you've been on, mate, over the last four years. And, uh, you know, I know I've probably joined you in uh, some of the sentiments towards the team and, and, and Ian Foster and some of the selection decisions over the last four years. Talk us through, I guess, the 2023 World Cup how they've improved through the tournament and where they are at now, where, I like I said, they're 80 minutes away from potentially winning a fourth World Cup. Yeah, I think it all goes back to that game in Africa. That you know, Last year, they, they were playing terribly. Uh, they go to Africa, uh, led by Sam Kane, who stood up, and they win that match and pretty much shaved Foster's job. Um, so, you know, that I, I guess in terms of being rock bottom, uh, they were at rock bottom, and then, and then they produced a performance. And... I think have built pretty nicely from there. They've had a few changes. Uh, Joe Schmidt's come in to do some coaching and, and Jason Ryan's also come in to do some coaching. And, and I, I think the team has steadily progressed, you know, for the better ever since that moment. So, you know, this year, um, the Tri-Nations, they had a good win to start. They beat Smoked Africa at Mount Smart and we looked really good. And then we stumbled to a couple of wins against Africa and um, then we got pumped by 
the the South Africans and Twickenham before the tournament that I wasn't too disappointed about because I knew I knew we'd probably meet them again at some stage and. Um, and it just adds a little bit of fire in the belly for for this clash, which is going to be the final. What uh, where, where would it rank if the All Blacks are able to get the job done for you in terms of achievements? Uh, it'll be up there. Like you know, they certainly weren't expected to win this tournament. Most of the World Cups they go into as as if not favourite, very very close to being favourite. And you know, coming into the tournament, there are all sorts of talk about they um, wouldn't even uh, be able to win their quarterfinal. So. You know what they've done; they have achieved, but um, it would be the ultimate story to 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 get the win. I, you know, I, I think deep down they can win it if they play the one. If they play the game they want to play, they will win this match. And you know, the South Africans are just very good at sometimes at being able to to stifle what you're trying to achieve. I'll ask you about the keys to this uh, to the Springbok side very shortly, but just the weather. How how big of a difference do you think that'll play in in certain game plans? Listen, I, I the Africans are going to kick the ball a lot, right? They're going to play that English style. Uh, they're going to kick and chase hard. I still think we're good enough. We, uh, it rains down here a lot, you know. A bit of rain, a, a rain's easier to deal with when you're playing rugby than sweat, mm. than those humid, sweaty position yeah. uh, conditions we've seen at the start of the tournament. So, I, I don't think it's going to have a huge impact. Uh, it is meant to be raining, uh, not as heavy as it was forecasted early in the week. Uh, I, I don't think it has a major bearing on the game. We can still play rugby in the wet. What are, you, what are the keys, at least start with the Springboks actually, what are the keys if you're Rassi Erasmus, uh, Jacques Ninabar, Sia Khaleesi, what are the keys for the Springboks do you think for, for breaking down the All Blacks? Yeah, I, listen, I don't, the Africans are different, right? They they just build, their whole game is based around pressure, right? They will want to be in our 22 and they want to use their big forwards and it's just all about pressure, just applying pressure, constantly applying pressure and you know, if the All Blacks can absorb that pressure and give a little bit back more, they're they're a long way to winning it. What about uh, the spring? Uh, the the All spring? Blacks. Yeah, the All Blacks. Like the All Blacks. You know, the one thing, right? Uh, penalties. If they don't give any penalties away, they'll go a long way towards winning this match. The second thing, if they can get quick ruck ball over the advantage line, the Africans will not be able to stay with them. You know, when we get that high tempo pace, when we're able to guarantee our ruck ball and go forward the Africans will struggle and, and they'll try their hardest. They'll use that absolutely blistering line speed we've seen the English do today against the Argentinians early. There's going to be some heat on the line speed, but if the All Blacks can go forward at ruck time and get quick ball, we're going to go a long way to being in front. Well, this is what it's all about, folks, a Rugby World Cup final. All of the commentaries, uh, commentaries we've brought to you on SENZ over the past two months, it's all been leading towards this. It is the All Blacks in the Springboks live from Stade de France tomorrow morning. And uh, very shortly after this break, we're going to bring you uh, a little bit of a preview, some interviews that appeared uh, yesterday across the station, one with uh, Stefan Blanche, the former Springbok utility, as well as Victor Matfield, a name we all know very very, very well. Uh, they're going to help preview a tomorrow morning's match. But that is the bronze medal final uh, done and dusted for us. It was uh, England getting the win over Argentina, 26 points to 23. Uh, appreciate you all tuning and listening wherever you are around the country. And a big thanks to Steve Devine and Finn in the booth as well. We will catch you tomorrow morning.